we go. All right, thank you for tuning in to um, Your Journey with Andrew Love. And I have another great guest, and her name is Joy Villa. Uh, she's a singer, actress. She's multi-talented. She also do things for the community as well, for people. Right. And I'm going to give her an opportunity to tell her, to the audience a little bit about herself. And um, so, uh, Ms. Joy Villa, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Andrew. So yes, I'm a singer, I'm an actress, and very uh, open in my politics. And I'm a conservative activist. I also work in the inner cities here out in Los Angeles. I live in Hollywood, in LA. And um, I'm just excited. I like to meet different people. And I toured 25 countries. I hit number one on Billboard, iTunes, and Amazon with my first album, I Make the Static. I've put out uh, my newest single called freedom fight for it and i just love what i get to do i'm an artist i'm a creator oh that's great i'm glad to hear that and i have a couple of questions to answer, you know mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm pretty sure you heard the questions before but on my platform answer them again uh give you opportunity to uh you know say what you got to say um one question i'm gonna ask you is you know it's like why in your opinion why did you support trump Okay, so yes, I'm a Trump supporter. I it started the journey started. I was an Obama supporter. I voted for him. He was the first president I ever voted for, and he, you know, he was the great Black Hope. He was mixed like me. I'm Latina and Black and Italian. So my dad would say, "Look, he's mixed like you. Isn't that cool?" And we really thought he was going to bring America together. You know, it would be something where we'd be more uh, unified and. I really was disappointed a lot of uh, the things he said. I felt like it was, it, it created more harsher race relations, you know, where he, he sided with Black Lives Matter rather than saying, hey, let's, let's, let's be peaceful. And definitely, there, you know, um, there's deaths that happen from police officers to Black Americans, but there's also a ton of Black on Black crime that no one wants to talk about. And that's what I, those, those deaths are happening every week, you know, every day in the inner city, especially out here in Los Angeles. So it just became this thing where it was a lot of drama and it was a lot of, and I noticed that change. It was a lot less of pro-America, but more like, oh, I'm ashamed and black Americans aren't really Americans. We need to do our own thing. And sort of, instead of joining together, because we helped build this country, you know, black Americans created America. Like, why would we think we're not Americans? And why would that be something attractive? So I just, I was very liberal. I was registered dependent. And then Trump came on the scene and I did not, I knew that the Clintons were evil. I was like, there's no way they just want money. But I was like, why would I vote for Trump? This billionaire, the golden toilet, right? The golden towers, like what, this guy? Uh, he's cool and all, but president? And I said, what is racist? Isn't all this misogynistic? So I wasn't gonna vote for him, but then a friend told me, look at what he's actually saying. So I started doing a deep dive research where I listened to what he was actually saying. and it changed my whole mind on it. I was like, are you kidding me? And the easiest thing for a person is to change their mind, by the way. People think you have, just because you believe a certain way or you follow a certain way, doesn't mean you have to stay that way forever. So I became red-pilled, it's called. And my dad is a strong, was a strong conservative. My parents passed away, but very strong conservative. So I listened to the things Trump was saying, like he wants to unite all Americans. We need to be stricter on our borders. We need to not have a dependency on foreign oil, not have a dependency on China, you know, have our own made in America products. You know, these things make sense. 
These things are things that I, you know, my, grew up listening to. Less taxes. We need to have, you know, more jobs for all Americans. I said, this guy is not the demon they say he is. And they misquote him a lot in the papers and on, you know, social media. So I said, okay, this, I've been lied to. My eyes are open. But is this guy really who I hope he is? So I voted for him. And then, of course, the demonization in Hollywood of Trump supporters really perturbed me. And I kept it secret for a couple months until I came out on the scene in a Trump dress and very proudly proclaiming, yes, I support this president. And kind of the rest is history. I just became a, a political activist as a conservative to explain why I changed from independent, left-leaning independent to a conservative, a moderate conservative, but someone who believes that the left is not the same Democrat left that it was, even when I was a kid, when we were kids. It's become so far left and so far extreme that it's socialism, which history will tell you is, is deadly. So it's kind of a weird thing. I have a lot of friends who are liberals or classical liberals, and they're closer to moderates. They're closer to conservatives. And, you know, I'm not far, far right. I'm not, and I'm not far, far left. I'm in the middle, but I lean right. And um, it's just an independence, you know? That's what I want. And I feel like conservatives have that voice. And, and Trump is a radical, and I like what he says. And I like that he's just like, yeah, he's doesn't, he doesn't take crap from the media. He doesn't take crap from foreign nations. He just wants to make America better. And Black Americans are winning because of that. Latino Americans are winning because of that. So I, I love it. Proof of this is in the pudding. I will vote for him again 2020. All right. Uh, why do you think that uh, a lot of people think he's racist? I think because they're not paying attention. You know, he has said some things that rub people the wrong way, but that doesn't mean you're racist. If you say things that are offensive or uncouth, you know, I don't defend everything he says. He's his own person. But this is a kind man, a man who's had hundreds of Black Americans into the White House for Black History Month, who will have uh, hundreds of Latino Americans again, and I will be there for uh, Hisp Hispanic Heritage Month at the end of this, this month. I'll be back in the White House, who had me invited for the social media summit, along with many other people, who has uh, people of all different colors, all different ethnicities, you know, who are Americans working for the administration. This is a man who's employed Black Americans, Jews, Hispanics, building his buildings for years. This, he's not a new kid on the block. You know, he's 70-something years old. But racism was easy to say because, oh, well, look, he's white, and look at this. Well, let's say he hates this. Let's say he hates that. Uh, he, he never... Um, he, he, what is it that he never, he never said he wasn't a part of the KKK. I'm like, he's, he's denied the KKK and said how much he detests them over 40 times. But this news cycle hides those things. It's very much a Twitter trending thing. So you, I could make up something about anybody and say, oh, did you hear Andrew wears purple nail polish? And if I tweet it enough times, people will think it's true. And no matter what you say, that thing sticks because it was tweeted, it was retweeted, and then people don't even care about the truth. You could put out a statement saying, no, I don't. She made that up. But because we live in such a fast food, fast news, fake news society, things get out of hand. Emotions get you know, caught up. And I think that's what really Democrats planted that. And it's stuck, but there's no weight to it. He doesn't act like a racist. A racist would not you know, have unemployment down for all people, uh, invite black Americans to the White House, you know, care about the minority vote when he really doesn't need to. He really doesn't need 
minority vote, but he cares about it because it's American and American votes. And it's American, our American way of life that we have to protect and encourage. And that's for all, all colors, all ethnicities. And I think people conveniently leave off the fact that he says illegal immigration, not immigration. He's married to an immigrant, obviously. His parents, I think his grandparents were immigrants. You know, nobody hates immigrants. This nation was built on immigrants who decide to become citizens and work to acclimate and to build this nation. So it's, a, it's, it's an agreement. So I don't know. People are crazy. People don't do the research. I have many friends who don't like Trump, but when they say he's racist, I'm like, that's a bold-faced lie. There's no proof. How? Where? When? Okay. I just answered the question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he also allocated a billion dollars to the Urban Revitalization Act, which is changing inner cities. Very, very important. The First Step Act, which is mostly black and brown Americans, who are especially black men, who are in these prison systems being mistreated. So this is a lot of stuff that he doesn't have to do. These are things that Democrats wanted to do, but never pushed through. These are things that some Republicans didn't care about. And he goes, no, no, this is important. And that's why I really, really stand by this man's administration. It's, it's those things that matter. Okay. Good answer. Um, another question. So we're rolling on. I ain't going to hold you up too long because I know you be doing so much work. So I know. I've got stuff. Whew, I got to get to bed early I tonight. You, I know you're going to be overwhelmed. So I don't want to overwhelm you with too many questions. Oh, thank you. Time is limited. So we almost finish anyway but a few more questions anyway okay okay <laughs> so take your time though but um i'm uh, having a great time by the way really oh yeah you always yeah. have a great time i see you on your uh, thing you always have a great time you talk to everybody on your on your feed you really do that's right that's right it's important to me that's my joy tribe i like to be active and and uh you know i, I did a live on the way here you know back home talking to some you know people about investing investing your time investing your time in people that invest back in you and that's kind of important. Like when I have life lessons, I like to do a live and share them. I like to talk about not just politics, not just music and entertainment, but, you know, lifestyle, fitness, health, mental fitness, um, positivity, things that matter because that makes me feel good to share that. And I, I have a, an amazing following who really are reciprocated. Like they reciprocate. When I, when I have a bad day, they tell me how much they care about me. Oh, I love your music. And I get recognized, they come up to me. It's like a two-way street. You know, I wouldn't be here without my joy tribe, my fans and followers. So I love it. I'm beyond blessed to have this platform. I know y'all too. You work hard for it. We almost finished. We almost out of the, the politic area. Everything's really politics though. But um, so, okay. um, I know that even though that uh, you are a Trump supporter and that you, <laughs> and know a lot of people think you're racist, blah, 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 you know. So, uh, so how do you deal oh, with? Oh, my racist. <laughs> yeah, how you deal with how you deal with the the negative activity? I think you pretty much answered it, but yeah, you know, it, I would be lying if I didn't say it gets to me sometimes. You know, it, it hurts to hear people call you slurs. You know, they're calling me racist slurs because they think I'm a racist. I mean, I've had white liberals call me the N word, Latinos call me the N word, and your nappy hair, you're a coon. You know, I'm gonna come kill you. I get death threats. I get rape threats. I mean, listen, I'm pro-life. I am pro-guns, pro-God, pro-America, and pro-Trump. But that doesn't mean I'm anti-you, anti-what other people believe. I'm also pro-individual liberty, individual sovereignty, and individual choice. 
So the way someone lives their life doesn't mean, as long as it doesn't hurt me and affect me, like it doesn't have to affect me. So I find it really bizarre that just because I'm a Trump supporter, I'm who I am and being honest about it, I'm also a vegan, you know, I'm an actress, I'm a singer, I wear tattoos. It doesn't mean I demand you do the same thing. It doesn't mean I demand you, you know, think the same way. But yet for some reason, when people find out, some people, I think the way I do, they want to squash that. They want to control that. And their way of control is calling people names, calling me names, you know, um, all kinds of tomfoolery, all matter of idiocy. And I get that a lot, you know, but I just, I let it ride off my back like a duck's back because they don't know me. These are people who see a build the wall dress and automatically think racist, not knowing that, you know, 70% of all the drugs, heroin, especially in this nation, come through the borders, that our borders are absolutely underfunded, underbuilt, and, and undermanned, and that that hurts Americans of all races and ethnicities, especially people in those border towns. I have so many Mexican-American friends who tell me how much it hurts them that many illegals are trafficking human beings across, you know, trafficking people across the states, uh, drugs, violence, you know, criminals coming in, and then it's hurting them. And they're like, wait, my, my mom brought me here legally, or I came here legally. You know, I'm a Mexican American, I'm Latino American, and it's hurting this nation. And I'm not saying we should demonize individuals who are running, like who are refugees. Absolutely, if you're a real refugee, if you need help, you know, America does provide a lot of help and that's why we're a great nation because we do care and we are the most charitable nation on the planet. We give the most charity. But that doesn't mean we want to sacrifice our way of life. Like just because there's homeless people on the street doesn't mean we should let them poop and throw up on the street. I pay rent, so I deserve, free, I deserve clean streets. That doesn't mean, to, well, but they're homeless. Let them throw up on the street. No, yes, that situation needs to be handled. But here in California, we have a huge homeless problem. They just camp out. Oh, so they get free rent? I'm paying rent every month and I pay taxes. So yes, that's an issue, but I shouldn't be sacrificed for that. Just like Americans who pay taxes, who live here, who work here, who are legal immigrants shouldn't sacrifice their value shouldn't have to sacrifice their way of life because someone wants to jump off the jump over the border and get benefits illegally and that's not the individuals are told come on over it's easy and if it was if it wasn't easy they wouldn't be doing it but it needs to be said don't come in through the window don't sneak in coming through the front door and that process should be easier that process should be um, better handled for sure. There's a lot of red tape with immigration. You know, my husband is, is a legal immigrant from Denmark and it took a long time for that, but, but we did it. He's not going to sneak in, you know? So that's the thing is people don't understand that there's a lot of, um, parts at play, you know, with these, with these rules and laws. And if we just learn to communicate, I'm always, I always open ears to listen to other people. And I think the easiest way for me to not shut off is to listen to someone else, not to try to convince them of my viewpoint, but to listen to them. But all, and then also to speak up and to be bold and to say, wait, you're going to respect me as well. I'm re I respect your viewpoint. You can respect mine. And we don't have to debate to change each other's mind. We can simply let each other have our, our own viewpoints, our own opinions and go, oh, wow, I learned something today. 
I still, I still think the same way I do, but I respect your viewpoint. Just like you said, I'm not a Trump supporter, but you are, I'm going to talk to you. That's awesome. I don't only hang out with Trump supporters. That's dumb. I hang out with all kinds of people. That's the variety and the spice of life. So how do I deal with haters? I realize a, they don't know me. So they're, they're reacting out of hate and fear. It's really based to, it's based in fear. They're very scared individuals. They're little girls, little boys uh, who have problems of their own and they lash out. And three, just because they don't like what I'm doing doesn't mean it's wrong. Someone else's opinion of what you do doesn't make it right or wrong. So I have my own personal integrity. And as long as I know I'm, I'm not hurting anyone and I'm in integrity and saying what I believe and doing what I believe and helping others, then I'm fine. So that's how you, you combat haters. And the last point is never, ever, ever respond to haters. Don't feed the trolls. Respond, I respond to questions. I do, um, you know, get involved in conversation. But if somebody's really just like, oh, I'm going to kill you or you're a coon or F you, you know, biatch, blah, blah, blah. And, and word, all this stuff. Then I'm like, that's their poison. I don't need it to come into my world. You know, either delete or move along. I don't even waste time deleting comments. I just keep posting. I just talk to my fans. I just like all the nice ones, you know, and that's, that's how I stay positive. That, I, that's advice for anybody because everyone's going to go through haters, bullying, whatever. Someone just doesn't like you for whatever reason. And that happens. So, but you know, you keep on trucking and you'll end up meeting people who love you for who you are. And that's the best feeling in the world to be appreciated and loved for who you are. I imagine it is for anybody, no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, too much hate going on for no reason. Yeah. Crazy. Um, okay. We're going to get some, uh, some different type of question, a bit more interesting. So you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Number four, fourth question. Um, I know that you're an artist, but uh, tell me how do you fulfill your passion? Yes. By creating. I fulfill my passion by creating every day. Um, I'm going to be picking up painting again because I haven't painted in years, and I, I grew up painting and drawing. So that's something I don't want to neglect. And I'm an artist, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I'm a dancer, I'm an actress, you know, public speaker, I love decorating, I love everything artistic I do. So that's just, that's my knack, that's what I do. And the, the way I fulfill my passion is by keeping it at the forefront. I don't have a backup plan. I hustle business-wise to make sure my art is my business and business is my art. If that makes sense, you know, I just, I put it at the forefront. I've always been, my parents, I was blessed enough to be raised with parents that told me, you know, you don't have to become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. You can be an artist and that's okay. A lot of people are told, no, don't that frou-frou stuff or if it can't make money, can't make a career doing that. It's not true. You can make a career out of anything, but you have to believe that you're worth doing it and that your art matters. And, um, that's what I do. And I, I, I have to be extremely organized being an entrepreneur and working for myself. So that's the challenge for me is not creating, but the challenge for me is you could say creating the time and space to do all the things I want to do. And that's time management, wake up early, get my gym in, you know, get my prayers in, answer my emails, check in with my assistant, my team, make sure everything's running, clean the house, make sure I'm out the door a certain time, interviews, you know, it's just, it's a lot to handle, but I would be so bored if I slowed down. 
So <laughs> I'm addicted to creation and I love that. And it's healthy. I don't drink, I don't do drugs. You know, I, I rarely go out unless it's, it's with close friends or it's for a, an event. Yeah, I do like to socialize, but I also like to have people come to me and, and create a nice atmosphere, friends over, game nights, movie nights. So, you know, my work is my passion and passion is my work. So when I do have time alone, I just like to veg out a little bit, you know, watch movies. But that's rare because also I get bored of that too. I, I can't really go on vacation. It has to be a working vacation. I got to do something. You know, my life feels like a vacation. So I created this life though. This is the life I've always wanted to live. And like you said, I work hard. I made this happen by believing it. And by keeping it, keeping going and not sacrificing my values, my morals, or my integrity along the way. You know, I like your name. I, I like your answer to I like your name itself is Joy. And you yes. Do, you do everything you can to Joy. And when I think about vanilla, I think about ice cream. Villa? Oh, nah, yeah. Man, nah, nah, like, well, sometimes, you know, when people get sad, they eat ice cream. Yeah. It has... No, people get depressed to eat ice cream. Give me That's true. You got to be careful because... Uh, I'm just saying. It's, 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 too much ice cream. No, I think it's just the, the sugar so I can get them a little adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uplift them a little bit, you know. Something Nothing wrong with a little ice cream. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah a little vanilla. <laughs> I was thinking about that time I hear you now. I think about vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we can... Um, I love your answers because we finna get... Now we're getting past the political story, getting to the part just about, you know, you as a person, which is I like. Uh, I just want to, you know, uh, go down that, that path for a reason on the question. Um, okay, here's another one, and you're going to like this one, hopefully. Uh, as an artist, I noticed you use your platform to help people. What are some of the things you do? I, um, I do uh, the Way to Happiness Foundation. I work with them. And that's a non-religious moral code and that they helped uh, bring down the crime. I think it was 50% in Colombia. So I work with that organization. I'm an ambassador for them. I'm an ambassador for Mercury One. They do hurricane relief, disaster relief. Um, they have the Nazarene Fund where they um, get persecuted religions around the world, like people who are minority religions, like Christians in, in majorly ISIS-controlled Muslim nations or, um, you know, Ashkenazi Jews in areas where there's not a lot. They get them out of those dangerous situations and place them in, in safe places. And uh, very important. I love working with that organization. Um, the Peace Rides, we do the inner city. We, we um, get rival gang members to ride together for peace and to stop gang violence. And we do that once a month, fourth Sunday of every month you know, down in uh, South Central. And we, I'm also doing the Hollywood cleanup. That's really exciting. We actually organized a Latino conservative cleanup that joined with Hollywood cleanup. And what we do with that is, and the Way to Happiness Foundation, is clean up the streets. We get a big group of people once a month and we just clean, literally, we did South Central last month. This month coming up, I think we're going to do Hollywood, Hollywood. But we go into the homeless encampments. We go into the you know, South Central area, we go into Compton, we go into all the dirtiest places and where people really, the city is not cleaning up these streets and we do that. And it's really cool. It's awesome. And um, those are things that matter a lot to me because that's the legacy I live. You know, that's the legacy I leave. I'm also very involved in, in a lot of animal charities and humane society. I donate to the Truth About Drugs campaign. Um, yeah, 
I love it. It's, it, it's, it's charity is in my blood. You know, my dad was a pastor and he did a lot of fundraising for different organizations. So I grew up knowing that you do tithe, you do give, you do tithe of your time, not just your money. And, um, cause some people don't have money, but you can give your time. You know, we used to feed the homeless. And so now I don't have a lot of time, but I have more money. So then I donate money, you know? And then when I don't have the money at the moment, I go, I just paid a bunch of bills. I'm going to donate my time. So it's just, it's charity is everything, you know, helping others is everything. And it gets you out of your head and it gets, gets me realizing where I came from and how much more there is to do. I want to be like Oprah, just helping everybody <laughs> while being the biggest person I can be, you know? So it's nice. Yeah. Good thing you do. Great questions. This is awesome. I know. Best thing you do is give out your heart. A lot That's of people, right. a lot of people give out the pocket, but they ain't giving out their heart. It's different. So That's true. But even if you if you can only give out your pocket, that's fine too. You know, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I depend like no, no, I'm just saying, you know, in my opinion, I think some people just give for for show. You know? That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think you you know sincerity goes a long way. You can tell sincerity, you know, just like somebody say, you know, how you doing? And they really sincere, that make you feel good. Intention, their intention. Yes. yes. Absolutely. The energy makes a difference. Well, how much more questions we got? We we you don't I got thought much. <laughs> you don't got many questions. It's it's winding down. We um all right. Um uh, we only got two more questions. Oh wow, great. Okay, so let's go. Uh all right, so besides your political views, how do you think um people should view you as a person? People can view me any way they want, you know, but um, I would love people to see me as an artist because that is what I am. And yes, I'm a political activist, but I'm an artist. I'm a singer. I'm a songwriter. I am very outspoken on that. And I mean, I feel like to know me is to love me. You know, I love people. I love interacting. I'm intensely interested in other cultures and other people's experiences and I feel like people do see that. And I think they're going to have a, an, a, view, a viewpoint and opinion of who they think I am. But I would love people to just see me as joy. Someone who's there for them. I don't take crap from people, but I, I respect others. You know, as, as much as I, you know, I demand respect from others, but I also give respect freely. I feel like, you know, I'm going to respect you unless you give me a reason not to. And that's very East Coast. You know, that's very like, I feel like that's, you know, I was raised in, in, in Santa Barbara, but also New York. And I feel like that's just kind of like the, the code of the streets, the code of the city, common sense. Like, yeah, I'm going to respect you unless you screw me over. You get one chance, you know, to prove yourself. And then that's it. And I feel like that's how we should live. We should respect others. But we should demand that they act accordingly and respectful. So I have high standards, but I also have high expectations of myself, but of others too. So I like to have fun too. I'm very laid back, you know, I cuss, I, I, I'm not always polished. Like I don't have makeup on right now. Like I like to just be chill. I'm very relaxed because it takes a lot to get me upset. There's a certain version of me you might see in debates or on TV, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm here to be people's friends if they're willing to, to uh, respect themselves enough, you know? If you're a fool, you're a fool. Bye. But, you know, I don't have time for fools, but I don't really meet a lot of fools. I meet a lot of good people, actually. 
And I think that this world is actually very, I have a very positive viewpoint on this world. I think there's more good people than bad people. I'm just looking to find those good people, empower them, work with them, get, find people that are better than me so I can become better. So I'm always growing, always learning, but yeah. You know, I have a new movie coming out called The Contrast, my first ever starring feature film. It's oh, called yeah. The Contrast. Yes. Keep 2020. Spring 2020. All right, Andrew, I will. Hey, I might want to, uh, I might want to. Romantic uh, comedy. I might want, oh, yeah. Uh, romantic. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. You don't like romance? They go, I'm looking at just because you in it. There you go. That's good enough, right? That's good enough. Yes, Andrew. That's good enough. You do a try. Yeah, I already care about much more romantic stuff. <laughs> but you know, what kind of do you like? I like action and stuff. So you know. Oh yeah, you're dudes, dude. You're such a guy. Yeah, action. Right. Yeah. Well, there's some action in it too, actually. I bet you it is. <laughs> hey, go ahead. There's some kind of role for action in it. There's all kinds of action. It's romantic. But I was playing. You know, it's been. Just, oh, I love it. We leave that alone. Now, last question, and thank mm -hmm. you for love this one. Um, what do you think it really takes for people to be successful or prosper in this economy? Well, the economy is doing better than it has in years. I would say don't even think about the economy. What it takes is for you to be honest, confront your life. What are you happy? What are you not happy with? Many people, they have all kinds of things holding them back and relationships. Maybe it's time for you to, to leave your relationships if they're not serving you. Um, maybe it's time to move out of the city if you feel like you have no opportunities there. Maybe it's time to you know, get that haircut if it's gonna give you that confidence to move forward. Whatever you feel like is holding you back, truly look at it and look at your responsibility. You know, are you truly investing in the life you want to live because when you do that then it's like everything falls into place when you're investing in you in your life and in your family and and in, in those around you it's not hard but it takes an an honest sometimes scary good look at could you be doing more you know, are you where you want to be? Is it really the boss that's holding you back or is it you? Is it that, are you just afraid, you know, to start your own business, to uh, publish that book? Because it doesn't, you know, even working out, I'll use fitness as an example. A lot of people say, oh, I wish I had a personal trainer. I wish I had the money to join a gym. I wish I could be fit like you because fitness is a huge part of my life. You know, I've, become, I've competed in bodybuilding. I'll do it again, bikini bodybuilding. We were talking about that thick, thick, slim, thick, right? Yeah. It's always a, a constant, you know, work to, to be slim, get thick, big in the right places, small in the place. Like, I love that. That's bodybuilding. Right? For a woman, for a guy, it's like big. It's same thing. Different proportions, but same thing. And um, I get all the time when I post fitness pictures and I ask my joy tribe, have you gone to the gym? Are you taking your vitamins? Are you drinking water? Whatever it is, getting good sleep. And they go, oh, I wish I had a personal trainer. So you don't need a personal trainer. You don't even need a gym membership. You need to create the time. You need to wake up extra early, do those push-ups. How hard is it, you know, to buy two, you know, 20-pound dumbbells from Walmart, maybe a barbell, put that in your garage or put that in your spare room. Wake up in the morning, jog in place, put on a yoga video. 
You need consistency and you need discipline. How hard is it to buy rice, beans, vegetables? And I'm vegan, so I don't eat the, I, I buy tofu, rice and beans, perfect protein. How hard is it to buy, you know, fresh vegetables? You can eat very healthy on very little bit of amount of food. How hard is it to buy chicken? Chicken's cheap. You know, you don't, we set this up like, oh, I need the this and the that and all this. No, you don't. Those are excuses. Well, I, if I had, if I was blonde, if I was skinny, if I was, if I had a tan, if I was, you know, if I had bigger boobs, if I had, you know, a beard, I, I don't know, whatever the excuse, I had more money. There's always something. There's always an excuse why you don't have something that you want. But the truth is, it's you. You're holding yourself back. Stop looking for excuses. Start looking for solutions. And what can you do little by little? Oh, well, I guess I don't have to do, you know, why, I, instead of watching TV, I guess I could go out and take a walk. I could jog around my neighborhood. That's free. You can get very fit doing body weight exercises. You, I don't know how to do a Google. You don't got internet, go to the library. <laughs> There's no excuse. You know, when we start going, I'm actually the master of my universe. I decide if I want to be successful or not. And it's, it's dependent upon hard work and discipline, not even raw natural talent, discipline. If you happen to have talent as well, you have to have good genetics and, and you're pretty fit already. Well then great. That doesn't mean, but you can't, genetics are going to fail you. Good looks are going to fail you. You're going to age. You're going to, that stuff is inevitable. Discipline is what keeps you going through the dips. You can't rely on someone else to, to be disciplined for you or for your good looks or your, well, I can have a natural singing voice. I still got to go take lessons. I still got to practice. So don't push it and put it on somebody else. Take responsibility for in your life. And it doesn't matter what economy, who's president, who your parents are, what you look like, how much you weigh, what race you are. If you take responsibility and go, all that doesn't matter, it's me. It's my responsibility and how much I can do every day. You'll be successful. Great, great answer. I love Thank that answer. You. Yeah. I like your answer. And uh, anything, well, that's the, that's the end of my question, but uh, I do have one question. If anything you'd like to share with the audience that I have not asked you or you feel that um, you give them the inf all the information you feel like. Yeah. You know, they can, you can follow me. Andrew loves audience. Follow me. I call my fans joy tribe. You are welcome to be my joy tribe. It's absolutely free. Go to joyvilla.com. Sign up on my mailing list. I give all kinds of like advice and videos. And I, you know, I have a lot of social media presence because I love giving on social media. You can follow me I'm on allsocial.com. It's brand new social media that does not censor. I'm on Clout Hub, another great social media um, website that does not censor people based on anything. I'm on Twitter at Joy Villa. I'm on Facebook, Joy Villa Music, I believe on Facebook, my Facebook page. And I'm on Instagram at Joy Villa. Sorry, Twitter is at Joy underscore Villa. All verified accounts, so you know who you who you talking to. And um, please send me an email, joy at joyvilla.com. Join my mailing list and reach out to me if you like what I say. If you don't like what I say, send me why. I love to interact with my fans and check out my music, my new single, Freedom. Fight for it on iTunes and Amazon and uh, wherever fine music is sold. And I will make sure I put all that information in my description box. So Thank you. Thank you so course. much, Andrew. You've been awesome. Yeah, I'm a, I, always, I always put the person I interviewed, the information where they can um, contact or reach out or whatever. And I, I think that's out of respect, you know, for coming on. Yeah. You know, okay, great. Yeah, be more. And so 
Um, I really appreciate you and I enjoy all your answers and uh, thank you for allowing me to have a time to uh, interview you and, and your busy schedule. I know you're very busy and I hope you consider me as a, uh, I guess, a far friend or whatever or whatever. So. Of course, Andrew, thanks for your patience. <laughs> We've been trying to set this up for weeks, so you're amazing. You are amazing I, too. Oh you, you really are. Because you know, you, you don't put yourself above other people. Uh, you know, when you, uh, you know, you got, you just say everyday person, no matter you know what. So that's right. That's right. Is that level. But anyway, I thank to all the viewers and watchers uh, who are watching this and uh, please uh, subscribe and follow her if you like what you had to say, or if you didn't know, send whatever information you want to send after this and uh, subscribe to my channel, my YouTube channel, uh, your journey. Subscribe, click the, uh, with the bell so you get all notifications that I may have more of you no know, interviews with different people as well. So thank you all. Thank you, Ms. Joy Villa. And um, hey, have a great day and continue to do the good work that you're doing. Don't stop for nothing. I won't. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye.